Welcome everybody, good morning, wherever you might be. All thanks to Ladbrokes, Friday morning, right across Ladbrokes Live Channels and the SCN Track Radio Network. This is the Ladbrokes Spring Breakfast, Caulfield Cup Eve. I am pumped, 0499 736 736 to get involved. I'm going to go to Nick Quinn first. Quinny, hello to you, how are you doing? Lovely to see you, Cam, lovely to see you, Campbell, but especially welcome back, Gabby, yeah. because I, I was lost without you last week, because every week we do the show, and before we go on air, Gabby gets my phone and puts the do not disturb on, so the phone doesn't ring and doesn't Flight text. Mode, I think it's mm -hmm. called. Now, last week, yeah, Gabby's okay. not no here, calls. my phone doesn't stop, I've got mm. all those kids' school bags in the car, it was just absolute carnage, I was stressed, I was distracted, but Gabby Gabby's back, and I feel calm and focused, and she even brought in coffee as well. So never leave us again, Gab. I don't want to sound clingy, but this show, we are lost without you. You, you, you do sound very clingy. And how the hell do you stay calm and focused? You're in your fourth coffee and your third Red Bull. Well, calm and focused aren't words that go with that type of uh, beverage assortment. Uh, Gabby, hello to you. Hello, Cam. Hello, team. It's great to be back. Welcome back. Oh, I had a good weekend last mm. weekend up in Sydney. We heard. Team, that much. Did you? Yeah, good time. You ought to see it on the, on the TV. Now, before we get to our next guest, of course, we call him Bad Donkey. Uh, he's been on Sunrise already this morning. We need to go all the way back because it, this show is plenty of things. Humble is not one of them. Let's go back seven days. Let's not waste any more time. He's plastered it all over his socials. No. Campbell Brown last week said this. Bo Mertens will be the next Group 1 winning jockey of the spring. Don't know who, who, on which horse. I think uh, maybe attrition in the last at Corfit if... Uh, Millie's jewel goes under, but hasn't won a good well, one. Is it Verdad that's been really heavily backed for him as well um, at big odds, yeah. like 31 into 21 but, uh, or something? Has never the ridden the Group One winner, and uh, he'll be the next one. Thanks, Bad guys. Donkey Brown. That, that wasn't even the best thing I said on the show last week, wasn't it? It was the best thing we could put to it. Yeah, Renaissance <laughs> woman. Nah, 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 nah mate. Galore, that is, that is way. Him up. That is way better than your best bets. That is way better. He won a Group One the day after he said it on a thirty-five dollar pop yeah. against. The Labrokes Cox played favourite. Yeah. Like you, you took Amelia's jewel on. The whole West Australians, they hate you right they now. They do, so they but, should, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm now a Victorian after <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I've removed myself from that state after COVID. <laughs> Wasn't a good, wasn't a great, great rider, Trish. And looked like it was going to get beat. Antino went fantastic. past it, but he, he's, he's, he has made one hell of a big year. And he's, he's got a couple building. of nice rides to go yeah, this spring. Been building, been building, nice horse, good jockey, up and coming trainer. Mm. Uh, it's a good story. I reckon you buried the lead here. Hit me. You also broke the curse last week. Oh, yes, the curse was broken, <laughs> obviously. I, I, did I not say I think that it's a myth? I've said it's that all along in the chat. Well, we were tossing up whether, you know, trainers being on the, the yeah. front was warranted. <laughs> I said that's okay because, you know, they're a day-to-day -day part of the process of training. Um, really put it on the agenda last week, didn't I? And uh, I wasn't sure who the horses were going to be or who the model was going to be this time last week. But it was Grace Hayden with Griff. And Griff comes out and wins the guineas. And um, well, actually, he's with King Colorado as well, who's had three wide and ran a bottle of fourth. So and the Melbourne they both Racing Club well. reposted yeah. the, the the curse of the model is over. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's, it got a bit more traction than I wanted. To be I tell you, I tell you, the big winner out of that it wasn't Griff. 
It was Grace Hayden who really milked it within each of her life for 24 hours on Instagram. I will point this out also. Don't, don't go away from what you believe in because whilst it did happen last week, we could see another 30 years of the model horse curse continuing. So every now and then, like, like even if Chicago comes, comes won a World Series once and now they're back being bad. So don't give yeah, up on what no, you believe in, I'm going to keep man. tracking. The curse of the Bambino is going to come back. And well done to anyone that took their overs on Grace Hayden mentions in the show. You can cash your ticket in within three minutes. That's got to be a new record. <laughs> hey, you know what, Quinny? While you're on the train, fire it away, man. What's your first things? First. Well, it's going to be sensational to get to Caulfield and not only see these champion horses this Saturday, but the champion jockeys. I love it when we've got the best jockeys, not just from Australia, but from around the world coming here. Now, the Everest was great last week and it worked really well having big racing in both Melbourne and Sydney. They are my favourite race days. But tomorrow, with Melbourne the centre focus, we see the big guns from the Victorian racing ranks. We've got Craig Williams, Damien Lane, Ben Mallon, Blake Shin, Jamie Carr, Mark Zara, Jai McNeil, Damien Oliver, just to name a few. The big guns coming down from Sydney, James McDonald, Karen McAvoy and Tim Clark. We've got a Kiwi flavour with Opie Bosson and also Jamie Spencer over from the UK as well. So it is fantastic for racing when the two big states have their big days, but to see the cream rise to the top on a day like tomorrow, we need the absolute superstars all at the same venue and we get that here. He's up and about, Quinny, isn't he? Loving it. Yeah, it's magnificent, and he's spot on. Yeah, so it's a, it's a very, very exciting day. It's been oh. a great Caulfield Carnival. It has been. I, I, I agree. We, we spoke about this. I don't think it's as detrimental when it is split like last Sunday for those reasons. The scheduling was outstanding, but. There's a lot of romance in those type of names when they're all in the same jockey's room. World-class. Absolutely world-class jockeys there tomorrow. So, you know, if you don't find a winner, you can't be blaming the hoops. All right. Uh, of course, what traditionally happens on this show, when someone gets to do something amazingly cool, they brag about it a week later. Uh, Gabby, what do you got for us? Oh, yes, I'm going to brag here. Everest, how good it was. Just unbelievable. They put on a great show. And, um, yeah, look, Sydney, that was outstanding. I think we should follow suit down here in Victoria. How was Wentworth Park? Oh, Wenty. Oh, <laughs> highly recommend. I was very surprised. Got more than I bargained for it, Wenty. What do you I mean? just, uh, oh, it was just a great time. You know, Shannon Noel and. Uh, he's, yeah, he's good, Noel. I saw him up at the Darwin Cup and um, he was up and about after the show, Nolsey. I could, yeah, look, it was just, um, it, was dead, it was dead set. Puff, puff, give. <laughs> <laughs> Back in straight back to uh, Sydney, and I highly rate the dogs. I can't believe how many people were there. The place just erupted um, over the million dollar chase. And yeah, Sydney, they just so great job. On Everest Day, not the mm. race itself, the race day experience, what were a few things that you noticed and that stood out to you? I think just, oh, well, I mean, the amount of people they had there and just like having fun. Like everywhere you looked, there was a little area with like, yeah, whether it was like a DJ or like a like um, you know just a, just another sort of area to drink. I think that was good all throughout. I mean, this was even this was just the members, but like it looked um, amazing from both both parts. We've spoken about this a lot when it comes to horse racing and sport in this country. And I think you know the, the Flemington Carnival. I think the Australian Open tennis have done this. I, I do sound mm. like a, I'm repeating myself, but I say it a lot. If, if you can entice people to go and make it the number one social event, not just at that particular time, but maybe over the course of the year, then you're halfway there to actually making it a great event and pumping money into your sport. There's many traditionalists who are like, oh, well, people don't even know who the horses are. Honestly, who cares? 
Oh, really, and that's a perfect example of that. You could probably ask, and I was lucky enough to be there last year, 80% of the people at the track, and they would have no bloody idea who the last three or four horses in the Everest was. But they're still there spending money, having a great time, and making it more and more popular. When you get to a situation where it's sold out a month in advance, and you just can't get in. It's going to be like next a, you know, an AFL. It's going to be enormous next year. Yeah. That's I've been every year. That was the that was the biggest mm -hmm. the biggest I've seen. And I think next year, like it's word of mouth too. Like people are just going to want to go and enjoy it. I, I think Flemington are doing a similar thing, Quinny, with the uh, is it called Racer Palooza or something over over the. I, I don't think it's called Racer Palooza. It's something Palooza, right? That's the Simpsons. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's the. <laughs> Simpson Palooza. Anyway, they're doing something very similar in the Flemington Carnival to attract a not traditional racing crowd, which I only think helps the game. And I know you're a big NBL man. They do something that's so Lovely. simple but so fantastic that if you miss two free throws, everyone gets a free yeah. hamburger. And the crowd goes nuts, chanting for Hungry Jacks, and the young kids get involved. So it's little things like that that sounds simple but can get the kids involved and then they turn into the fans. Activations. Yeah. We call them in the industry. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you think McDonald's would jump on if J-Mac doesn't ride a winner on Caulfield Cup day? Everyone gets a double quarter pounder on the way out. Like would be a good one <laughs> for the racing. Kids, there's there's the kids challenge. laying J-Mac in the last there's to get challenge. a cheeseburger. By, eight, by 9 o'clock, let's come up with something similar because okay. that NBL promo yeah. goes gangbusters yeah. and it's so simple. Yeah. What would be a good one for racing? Well, I think, well, think it would be a free... I mean, I shouldn't some people don't drink but I think a free drink like whether it's just a canned drink or something mm. I think that that would just get people excited I like it I think, but, um, if every goes but I'm not under, sure yeah. in the race yeah. day then everyone at the track is entitled to a free drink I can't see everyone yeah. booing all the favourites though to get one <laughs> <Imagine> drink <that. laughs> here's your Sprite because your dollar sixty pop cost you the quaddy uh, well if you've got an idea at home 0499736736 bad, bad donkey what do you got for well, us well mine is very specific to this weekend's Caulfield Cup as athletes uh, and jockeys everything's about one percenters right? now Caulfield Cup is not the absolute grand final for a few but it's a pretty big race um I was reading during the week that um, Jamie Carr, she's got the ride on Valiant King, who's been in Werribee, quarantined, doing, doing the, his work over the last um, couple of weeks. And Joseph O'Brien and their team have decided that, um, well, they haven't got on the, the front foot and called Jamie and said, come down and do some track work. She hasn't gone down there. So the first time she will get on the horse is when she, she gets legged up in the, in the mounting yard does a little trot to the back of the, uh, the gates before the Corfu Cup. Now, for me, I'd want a jockey coming and just getting to know the horse because if 1% is a length, half a length, that could be the margin in the Corfu Cup on Saturday. And um, I was just thinking, what, like, why would Joseph O'Brien and Jamie Carr just not get down to Werribee, get to know the horse for one morning, two mornings? It's not a big ask for probably our second biggest race of, of the carnival. Mm, I'm not disagreeing with you. Their logic is that they like everything done specifically and to a routine and they don't want to mess with that. It's so, pretty specific though to have the jockey that's been booked two or three weeks ago onto the horse for... No, I agree with you and I, I'm the same as you. And How many times do we hear jockeys when they win a race say, oh well I rode it in this race and got the feel for it. I rode it in track it. work and got the feel and, and worked out a few little quirks or something like that. So. I, I told, I'm not arguing with you at all. It that just surprised is their logic. Me. Yeah. It's, it, it, it is yeah, strange. Uh, Joe has uh, obviously won a Melbourne Cup and, and Jamie Carr's a, a couple of Melbourne Cups. Jamie's a, you know, a, an elite jockey. But for, for me, like it, was, it just seemed when I read it, 
just a little bit, you know, if it's if it's a maiden, you know, on a Friday Mornington or whatever, yeah, of course not. But this this horse is, is here for a couple of races. This has been one of the big ones. And margins in racing are so small that maybe a little a little track gallop or a as you're getting on, you feel a little quirk or whatever it is. Yeah. Might be the margin. That's all I wanted to bring up. And you're talking from experience, right? O'Sheen Murphy, league up over the laws of indices before the All-Star Mile or not? Well, Set him four wide. I'll tell you what, I, I, I legged him up at Bar Bambi when he, got, <laughs> when he got onto the tabletops and started pouring himself my Smirnoff. It was great goose, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, my first thing's versus around the Caulfield Cup as well. On this very show about a month ago, I'm, I was nervous about the Caulfield Cup. I, I, I think the, nerf, the Caulfield Cup has lost a little bit of its prestige and, and its elite field, right? I'm worried about it. Is it the, the fact that you do risk a penalty if you come out and maybe the internationals? I know COVID didn't help, but they're looking towards a Melbourne Cup, maybe even a Cox Plate. Well, I'm glad that we're just sitting here and the uh, actual people who make these decisions with their horses uh, aren't me, because this is one of the best Caulfield Cup fields I've seen for 20 years. So this is you saying you were wrong. Yeah. The first thing's first yeah. is Cam Luke saying he was wrong. Now, Get the now, promo ready. I do have a concern. If no, Gold Trip wins this race by three lengths and gets a kilo, he probably can't win the Melbourne Cup with 59 yes, and a half. Can. If he wins by three lengths, what's another kilo for so, the Cup? You reckon? But yeah. also, I think the the way he won the other day, I'll mm. get into this a bit later, I, that horse was saying, like, I mean business. He was yeah. like, give me more. Like, yep. give me whatever mm. you want. Yeah. He was just so dominant. Yeah, I, I agreed. I, I think and there's a reason we... we, we all week's been, is he going to run in the Caulfield Cup? Is he not going to run in the Caulfield Cup? The way he won the Turnbull and the fact that the horses behind him that he belted are so heavily in the market and people are pushing them, it is. When you've got a Caulfield Cup favourite and he is in the form he is, it would be very hard to be like, hey, we're not going to run him because of what might happen on the back of it. But if he does... I think if he gets to the... I haven't tipped him, I haven't backed him, but if he's actually in the gates and everyone continues to tell me that he's going to be he's there, he's got, you're 100%? Yeah, my man Sonny Roth texted yeah, I, I, I text yeah. him and said, surely you're not going to the Corvette Cup, it seems crazy. Was he, that? Said, he just wrote back, yep, we so are. I think you'll be there. Go around the table, yes or no, will these two runners line up in the Caulfield Cup? Gold trip, without a fight. Right. Gold trip, Will. Gold trip, 100%. So we want a yes and yes? Well, I don't know about the lane. Well, that's the lane what you're going to have a crack. This, this is what you're going to have a crack. I'm, I'm going to say yes. What's the other yes option? Yes. Yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Fraud. Uh, uh, okay. Well, yes then. Yes I, yes. I think Gold Trip definitely. No, but do you think they'll both run? You had to guess whether they'll run. We're just guessing. Well, I don't know about. The the lameness in okay, um, the vets, okay yeah no yep, you've yep. got a vet background haven't you go mm -hmm. yeah yeah I so do. what would your so you're more educated than any of us to talk about this do you think the horse will line up in the race I haven't seen the horse but um, who knows if it's only minor well yes okay you know. What do you think? I think yes, yes, but I will say this. It's due to talking through my pocket. I'm, I'm heavily in without a fight in a, in a Melbourne Cup and he needs to run the Caulfield Cup to help his preparation. So I might be skewed between that. But I, I, I wasn't 100% sold on Gold Trip until you said to me this morning he's 100% going yes. there. Uh, I do think that the whole track is a little bit of a myth nowadays. They're fixed. They've worked a lot on his feet and been able to work out those issues where he had to have a bit of giving the ground to get to his best. I don't think that's an issue anymore. So if we have a good four and a rock hard track, which we're probably going to be considering that uh, the weather in Melbourne's perfect, I don't think that will be the concern. So I am now leaning towards him running, even though we've been flipping back and forth all week. Wouldn't it be a disaster if he ran and broke down? Didn't get to the Cox Plate. Yeah, it would be an absolute disaster. That's not manifesting. No, we're not. We're not. But this is one that this is this is something that could happen. You know well, what I mean? Well, I mean, like, it could happen to any, right? Mm -hmm. True, but. Yeah. 
But when you've got other bigger targets on the horizon you don't need to run, I'd be more thinking about, OK, let's get the horse to where we need it to be. And that thought than... is obviously front of mind. Mm. That's why we're less than... We're 24 hours out from the race and they're still not 100% running publicly. They haven't said that. So there, there must be an element that they're still deciding. I, I think there is, there is no doubt that this helps the Caulfield Cup. If he, if he runs in the Caulfield Cup, it helps the Caulfield Cup no end. And the stuff that you know we spoke about a couple of weeks ago is a little bit... Irrelevant because it is a Caulfield Cup, Sonny's right? Sonny's never lied to me before. No, and I don't think he's going to start now, so he should be going to run. But it's still a Caulfield Cup, and I like the fact that it's got that prestige still on the people that matter in their mind with these horses as we head towards the gates. I, I can't wait. It's going to be packed. It's going to be beautiful weather, and it's going to be an incredibly great race. There's eight horses that would not surprise me who win it. And we'll get to the Labrokes market and our tips on the other side of this. Wherever you might be, good morning to you. Get involved. 0499 736 736. We do it all thanks to Labrokes. Good morning to you, wherever you might be. We are excited because it's Caulfield Cafe. We do it all thanks to Labrokes. Make sure you Ladbroke it. Download the Ladbroke app today. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. Get involved. Bad Donkey Brown is in good form. So let's have a look at the market for the Caulfield Cup. All thanks to Ladbrokes. Now, Quinny, are you back reading it, or is Gabby, who What's is the, the expert, question? taking it? You did it so well last time. You might put yeah. me out of a job. We better, we better yeah. go to the class. Throw it over here. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to someone. I'll put it in market order. And where's your, where's your glasses, by the way? Oh, uh, I don't know. Five dollars uh, the field, is it? It's a pretty open. Yeah, it's Corfu very open. Your eyes are gone. Yeah, that's oh. why you have glasses. Mum warned mate. me. I never listened. Oh, oh no, <laughs> Gabby, please. Oh, here please. we go. What a race! Gold Trip, our favourite, at six dollars. West Wind blows six fifty. Sulcum seven dollars without a fight. Eight break up nine. Valiant King ten. Montefilia thirteen. Chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential no, support. Don't say that. Pull the number <laughs> yeah. on your screen or visit the website. Didn't you have to the other day? No, no, no. Oh, that's no, for yours. Gabby, it's, it's, it's always I've good to do. I've stuffed that up, didn't I? No, you did a great. Job. Quinny, what do you make of the market? Um, I think it's a very interesting market. Now, obviously, a lot's going to depend about the two runners. That There's a semi-question mark over whether they line up or not. That being the $6 favourite gold trip and also without a fight currently at $8. We're going to presume they all run and they all get the tick. I think the market will come for some of the Australian gallopers with proven form. That is Gold Trip and Sulcum. I think they'll start the top two in the market. If you do like a galloper like West Wind Blows without a fight and break up, I think we might get slightly better on race day. I think break up, though, is the runner that represents the value. I think on form and class, this galloper should be very close to favourite. So he's the one at around double figure odds. I'm going to have something on. And another galloper from another overseas stable, number 14, Akata Sushi from the Joseph O'Brien stable. Now, this Caulfield Cup, it's the one feature that Joseph hasn't won. He's got the Cox Plate. He's got two Melbourne Cups. This galloper's snuck into the field with a lightweight. And again, I think we'll run a terrific race at the big odds if we're looking for one at odds. It's hard to believe at the ripe old age of 28, he hasn't been able to get a Caulfield Cup. How old are you? He's about 28, isn't yeah, he? He's he looks Yeah, <laughs> he does. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of it? Uh, just before, look, I think Gold Trip will start a absolutely red-hot favourite. A red-hot favourite. I think he'll start $4. If he gets to the, the, the conjecture about him actually maybe running or not, I think he's playing in punters' minds. If he gets to the, the barriers, I think he'll be 4 bucks. I think wow. they'll really come for him. And he, so he should. So your advice is just back him now, because if he doesn't run, you get your money back. Money back. Yes. Yeah. Then, yes, that is actually the advice that I didn't mean to give. That's exactly what you should do. In fact, I'm going to do that in the next ad break. Because um, if he starts $6 in a Caulfield Cup, it's highway robbery. He will. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've done my form 
like the two are running, like irrespective of mm -hmm. whether they're running or not. Uh, and I've said for a month, I like the way that West Wind blows. Uh, form leading into coming to Australia. I thought the Turnbull was, was a run and no matter what happened, I was going to be backing up and, um, and backing it in the Caulfield Cup. And I think um, $6.50 deserves to be on the, the second line of betting, if you ask me. I think it's a good each-way price and I'm not going to jump off now. Jamie Spencer spoke about the fact that he felt a little sluggish coming out of the gates. That's why he gave it that dig. And it looked like a tough ride at the time. But really, the way he was able to stick on it, it's almost set it up perfectly for, for Caulfield Cup, hasn't it? And, and he's, a, he's a European, so Jamie will be able to go forward, allow the horse to roll from that gate. There's going to be some speed coming across in front of it. I think he will just allow... I think he'll lead, or at least be really from about the 800, just go... Let's get this puppy going. And I think that that's where he's going to be very hard to get yeah, past. Yeah, turn into a, a proper staying race. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm very bullish. I'm not always one that jumps mm. on internationals, but I just really I, I really like the look of this horse. Gabby, do you have an issue with Solcombe's start? Like, he continually misses the kick. Chris Wallace spoke about it the other day. Do you, do you think he's drawn nicely? Do you, do you think it at all plays a part in this particular race? I guess it depends uh, how far back he gets. Mm. But... I think I was on him the other day and I was on I was just watching and I thought this thing's gonna win and then I saw Gold Trip coming down the outside and I thought here we go, heartbreak once again. Um, but you know, I think he's a great chance mm. as well. Could be a little bit awkward, but I mean, look, that's the race, right? Yeah. Like, Chris Wallace spoke, and understandably so, twenty four hundred metres is not the be all and end all, but you are right. If you get spat out the back, it's different from jumping with them and being four or five horses in front. And he, he, he he's been cutting the corner and, and doing really well. If he gets out into the middle of the track with some free running, he's just going to take off. I mean, he might be near Gold Trip. I don't know. They like they be. might just he might be able to sort of bring him into the race. I think Gold Trip will be sure, on his back. Yeah, what hasn't been enough made of it? He, he drew the exact same gate last year, Gold Trip, and he was brilliant. He he got beat by an incredible ride by so Mickey good. D. So it, it's it's interesting. What do, what do you make of it? Which way are you leaning right now? Yeah, I think that's a race with about six genuine winning mm. chances. So if I'm taking a quaddy, I'm probably going to put those six leading chances in and then I'd be surprised if the winner came from outside that group. I think it's a competitive betting race, but a race with only a select group of winning chances. But Solcombe during the week, his track work supposedly was just absolutely sensational at Caulfield. And I put a photo out on the socials of Chris Waller watching the horse and Dan Cobby trying to be like Chris Waller. The problem was he had the binoculars going the wrong way. So I'm not sure what he was looking at, but it was a wonderful father and son photo, wasn't it, of Chris Waller and Dan Cobby. So we had some fun there. But, yeah, it takes a lot to get Chris excited, but he was just itching to talk about Solcombe after that. I think Solcombe would be the sentimental favourite for punters because of the ownership. You know, the Richmond players, there's 90,000 Richmond supporters that might not follow horse racing, but they know that, you know, Rewalt and, uh, and Liam Baker and some of their favourite players are in it. So they'll naturally be having five, ten bucks on yeah. it. Obviously, there's the big hitters in Aussie here and, and um, Johnny O'Neill and those guys. So I can see a, a, a bit of a late rally for Solcombe as well. It would be a great story. Uh, as we always talk about, it's great to see a couple of battlers get a good winner. So uh, looking forward to that. Are you with, you're not with Solcombe at all? You haven't been I, I, I certainly think the, the horse can win. Yeah. Um, and I've got more confident at running a, a, a really strong 2,400 than, than 32. I think yeah. it's the perfect trip for mm. this horse. Um, so yeah, I'll be I'll be having something. You know. I, 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 I'm with you. I think so, this is Solcombe's race. I'm not saying he won't run a nice two miles in a couple of weeks' time, and we'll be there when the whips are cracking. But I think 2,400 metres is is perfect for him. I think if he jumps okay, he doesn't have to jump at all. Great. He just has to not 
be spat out the back like he was last start. Which could happen, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there are a lot of horses in this race that traditionally are back markers, though. So he, he might not be the only one that kind of half flops out of the gate. But Sulkin, for me, uh, West Wind blows to be up there. And I've actually backed Duke de Sessa each way. I think okay. this race is set for it. And, and Myron Eustace have a knack of being able to find oh. these type of horses. Griff's a perfect example last week. I think there are a better class horses in the race than Duke de Sessa. But it, I've had to cover myself. And to be fair, I'll probably back Gold Trip if he gets to the gates. If he's in the barriers at $6, Gabby, I'll be back at Gold Trip as well oh. because I think that is a steal. Absolutely. Like, as we said, as long as it's not too firm, like, the track looked like it was going to be drying on Wednesday and we've had a couple of hot days. But, look, I mean, they'll look after. If, it, if it's like it's on Wednesday, I'm happy to, to back him. Mm. Just reading into Chris Waller's comments too, I think he thinks he's going to win it. With which horse, I'm not sure. But I just got a, a real air of... Of confidence from yeah. Chris. I'm just did, glad Sulkin's not, not yeah, on the rails. Like yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I know he's got barrier six, but at least he's not one or two. Yeah. No, I, I think Sulkin is perfectly drawn. This, this is this is Sulkin's race. I think. Would, would you say that Chris Waller notoriously talks his horses down a bit? He's not a, he's not a he's gay Waterhouse or someone that thinks they're all mm. going to win. I don't know. I just read his comments on on his runners. He's got a few. And I just had, the, like, it was just a bit of a smirk yeah, there. Because you just wanted to, you can see it you when they're, like, it, it, um, from the, yeah, yeah. It's like when they try it to down, keep it down and it's like... Imagine <laughs> the market movie if everybody said, just, oh, watch this, and came out and spoke like gay for 30 oh, seconds. Yeah. He's like, oh, this will just win. Well, yeah. well he's got a good hand. Like, we talked Sulcum. Francesco Guardi is a horse that only you're big Pop, into. Kings. And then, of course, Montefilia. Now, again, again, I'm not 100% sold on her being able to win this particular race, but... She won the Hill Stakes and she could only do what she did last start. So Back to last year, remember? Yeah, she ran, she ran fourth in back-to-back cups, right? So H-way. she's H-way. right there. Like, oh, you deserve a bit of luck. H-way. As I always said, it's good to see the battlers have a bit of luck every now and then. <laughs> For Ladbrokes, quick break. Around the nation, crystal ball, best bets. We'll get to Sydney. Plenty more still to come. All thanks to Ladbrokes. Remember, you might be right around Australia. Good morning to you. Caulfield Cup Eve. All thanks to Ladbrokes. You can Ladbroke it. Download the Ladbrokes app. Day. Nick Quinn, Gabby Doxy, Bad Donkey Brown in the house. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six to get involved. Then the five diamonds. Hang you know on. what the don- you know what they call donkeys? You asses. <laughs> the old bad ass. I'm just getting a text. I'm getting a text from the head honchos at Ladbrokes. Gabby, can you get the iPad? They want you from now on. It's not even a question anymore to read the odds. So let's get to the five diamonds prelude odds. Yes, please hand it over, Quinny. Hey. It's on the bosses, mate, not me. No, it's the more fingerprints on that iPad, the better. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually very much looking forward to this race. Mm. I think it's a really good race. Again, we're getting $5 the field. Democracy Manifest, G, good last start as favourite. Cotel, $5.50. Waterford, another good chance. $7. Converge, our next line at $9.50. Detonated Jack Faulkner Park. Head the rest at double figures. Great race. Where's St Lawrence in there? What, 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 oh, he was in? next, of course. Uh, 15. 15, all right. Nice. Quinny, what do you make of the market? Can I answer the question and not be mocked? I've had three bets in the race. No. <laughs> I've had well, part, I can't mock two you. of them are double figure odds. OK. I've had something on the second leg, Cotel, who I think should be favourite and will start favourite. was very strong through the line first up, drawn nicely here, and for mine is the one to beat. At double figure odds, though, I've had something on two runners. One of them is St Lawrence and the other is mm. Detonated Jack. Now, Detonated Jack... It's been a little bit underwhelming, this preparation for mine, but I'm hoping fourth up from the soft drawing gate two can show his best here. This was a horse that looked explosive about 12 months ago and not dissimilar with St Lawrence, who resumed from a spell with two impressive victories, not too far away at his last two outings and obviously always respect those top 
Ma Eustace Gallopers. So when they've got two in the race at double figure odds, happy to be with them. Yeah, I'm all over Waterford here. Um, I think the way that he hit the line two back at Rose Hill was sensational. Um, arguably the, the best run of the day. Um, then dropped back to a 1,400 metre race for, for a back marker that really takes a bit of time to wind up. Um, probably 1,400 is just a fraction short. Three from six uh, winning ratio at the 1,500. Um, has drawn OK. Tommy Berry can sort of... Just you don't want to be getting back to last, but um, I think eight bucks for Waterford um, is is a pretty good price. And there's another horse in this race that I don't think can win, but I'll talk about it in the Crystal Ball, and that's Water Goes. I reckon there's a nice race for yeah. it on um, on Tuesday Melbourne Cup Day up in Sydney, which I'll touch on. But watch Water Goes go around and have something on Waterford. You had a bet yet? Here you go. Um, I'm going with Democracy Manifest, actually. I thought if it got clear running room near the line, I reckon it, it would have got a lot closer in the Epsom. Mm. I think it was a great run. I think it, I like its barrier. It's 11 or 12. I'm not sure 12, if it's going yeah. to come in one. But, um, yeah, I really like it. Um, with a bit of clear running room, the other one's Waterford. Succulent yeah. Chinese meal for Democracy Manifest. Absolutely. Uh, will Converge go forward this time? Interesting in the Epsom when it went back. Now, from that gate, there's going to be speed in this race too, which is why I like St. Lawrence as an each-way play. Drawn really nicely, can squeeze up. I think there's some speed in the race. So I think St. Lawrence can just park off that speed and have a nice run in transit. It's an each-way play. This is the one of the most toughest, most open races of the day, as the, as the market does suggest. And, of course, they're all sort of going to the five diamonds in a couple of weeks, which is going to be an outstanding race as well. So I, I like this race. Uh, St. Lawrence in an each-way play. So I think there's a real chance that Epsom form traditionally holds up in these type of races, but St. Lawrence Same colours, same owners as Solcombe. Yep. So it could be a big half an hour. Oh. That, that, that race is 4.50. Now watch it and then probably stay exactly where they are to watch the call for cup, those guys. Quinn, are you surprised Kovalik is not going from the mile to a 2,000-metre race? Chris Waller made a perfect... Outstanding point, saying he's not quite seasoned enough. 2,000 metres, wait for a jet, 12 months' time. But the way he's hit the line in both his last mile runs, now back to the 1,500, does it surprise you a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. But I think that's the benefit of having such a leading trainer like Chris Waller because yep. he can literally compare this horse with other horses he's got going to these feature races yeah. as well because he was the horse that absolutely exploded throughout the winter campaign and we thought would be worth following going forward. We potentially thought would be one of the A-graders this spring. It might come now 12 months down the track. I've certainly not lost any of my Kovalika stock. I'm going to be mm -hmm. sticking with him, but yeah, he's probably just not quite battle-hardened. I, I don't know if he spoke about this, Chris Waller, but I, I think there's a race for him on the last day of Flemington. Be the champion's mile, although I would be surprised if he stayed at the mile again. But uh, depending on what happens on the on the back at Labros Cox Plate, the champion stakes over 2,000 metres. He just feel like 2,000 metres is so much in his wheelhouse. We've seen him win, of course, over a bit further. But right there, wait for eight. So the way he's savaging the line makes me think 2,000 metres Flemington will be perfect for him. Now, I don't know if they take that little swing, see how he pulls up after the Golden Eagle, but just feels like he deserves a crack this preparation of 2,000 in a good race. And I would like him in something like that. Especially at Fleming too. Yeah. You just see him going through the gears down the outside and the punters Bang. cheering him home. I feel like you get a little bit of a prize too, maybe. Yep. Mm. The whole nation, the whole nation was with Amelia's jewel last Saturday, except for the old arse here. Uh, mate, honestly, <laughs> the good news is overnight, though, we have seen Simon Miller put it up, you know, cleaned out the feed bin, if you know, you know. So That's the Golden Eagle... Do you see the similarities between I Wish I Win last year and Amelia's Jewel this year? Both didn't have great tour acts, both bounded out and, and won a Golden Eagle next. Well, 
superstars bounce back, mm. you know, like um, they're not always going to win. They're not like black caviars and winks and, and everything like that. And everyone can have a poor run. Um, and it was a poor run, it I was. think, you know, on the weekend. Mm. But um, they have a, an amazing ability just to be able to, to come back and, and come back stronger sometimes. But I also think people panic, like, about that, that poor run. She was obviously upset that day. Like, it's just an off day. Yeah. For me, I'm like, she'll bounce back from this. Like, there's obviously no obvious signs, of course, and, and she has. Like, it's just like us having a, an off day, you know? She, yeah, she I, I never... wouldn't know what that was, but... Um... She... Well, mate, the rest of us do, mate, so... At this point, the Gold Coast Suns still haven't played finals 12 years after you signed, so you yeah. must have had one or two. I, I will say have, this. And still have players getting done for drugs. <laughs> so. The... It was, she was never, ever, ever, ever comfortable. She was never going to win. She was no. never going to win it. She was on the wrong leg the whole way. If you're a punter who at home sometimes occasionally likes to lay in the run, she was a perfect horse to lay, yeah. but she was never ever going to win that race. And I look back at last year, I wish our win was almost identical. I'm going oh, to... I was about to say that. Oh, sorry. You stole my thunder. I'd already said it. But you weren't I, listening clearly. I was going to steal it off Ben Asgari, <laughs> who said it initially. But you're right, the horse had an off day, but has come through it well. Mm. And I still think now is the number one seat still for the Golden Eagle. Yeah, and agree. we're getting literally double the odds. Mm -hmm. Gab hit the nail on the head. Uh, in the racing industry, in these big group ones with boom horses... People panic. They do. You know, and, like, and all that all that news about it. I was sitting at home going, give it a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. And it's group one, right? I know I know sometimes some of people are like good and go, oh, is it is it is it a traditionally strong Turak? A little different with the King Charles on the same day now. So maybe it's a slight dilution of the field we might have seen 30 years ago. It is still a group one. Attrition's a good horse. Antino's a really good horse. So it's not like she rolled out and got beaten a BM58 at Echuca, with all due respect to a couple of the horses that went around yesterday. But like it's, it's like we sometimes, and we react to our pockets or what we believe is going to be the right transition for that horse next. We're all excited. You know, we're caught up in these at the Cox Bladers at the Golden Eagle, rah, rah, rah. She has a bad run. She still beat most of the field home, to be fair. She finished sixth or seventh in a decent-sized field. So it's group one. She's eaten up, and now she goes to the Golden Eagle, which is where, from all reports, she was going to go anyway. But I think it's also another thing to look at, like, to make sure your horses are happy, because that's what they'll do when they're not, you know what I mean? Like, just as a whole, mm -hmm. you've got to keep them happy. Tell you what, I tell you, the, uh, the West Australian governing body, I think they call Simon Miller like nine, ten times a day just to see how it all going. And, hey, you know what, if you don't do the Golden Eagles for her, there's a couple of good races back here in the West you can come back. But I think she'll bounce back into I'm with you. I think she's still the number one seed. Yeah, and I think the market's just totally overreacted on the back of one defeat. So hopefully she can bounce back because she's so exciting and she, I think she's one of those ones that gravitates interest wherever she goes. She's one of those horses that people talk about weeks in advance going into this race. We have seen it and the time she's been beaten, it's almost added to her intrigue. Well, if you think about what happened last year, I think I wish I win paid about 12, 13 bucks in yeah, that golden you know. Like they overreacted. Yeah. Well, some people overreacted, some people were smart. Read between the lines. Uh, but the fact is that if you look at going forward, I think she'll be fine. Now, I'm nervous about this. Because old Muppet here hasn't got his glasses and it's, oh, oh, it's, it's double up special and he's got to read off a screen. Go, oh, good luck. All right, here we go. Now, here's <laughs> my special. This is my play here. Riff Rocket, top two, race two. Tropical Squall, top two, race three. The Ladbrokes bookies are giving 
$2 on this. Now, I am extremely confident this will get the job done. And Campbell Brown, well done, Campbell. You landed yours last week. You're playing around races six and nine at Caulfield. Both these gallopers, not just to win, not top two, not top three, only need top four. That's Lofty Strike and West Wind Blow. So hopefully two markets can salute here. These can be found under the racing extras on the Ladbrokes okay. app. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. That is one of the most remarkable things of all time. You went and looked at the tiniest screen in the world we've got on the 100-inch plasma behind you. Oh. You are a funny, <laughs> funny man. I'll be honest, I didn't even know. Hang on, let me have a quick look to see what they are. Lofty Strike, West Wind Blows, I like that. Of course, you've been on Fire Brownie and, yeah, Riff Rocket. Tell you what, yeah, I like, I like the idea. They're good. Um, they're, they're really good little <laughs> little side bets, aren't they? And, yeah, they and, are. and we know the, the interest that it pricked last week for you, Quinny. Yes. Um, lot, a lot of punters took that uh, the $2.50 about mm, it. And, and militarised. Unfortunately, let us down. He won in a Labrokes Crocs play, mark my words. Mm. Quick break, little thanks to Labrokes. Uh, crystal ball, best bets and plenty more coming your way next. Nick Quinn might not be able to see, but he's having an underrated day. I'll give him that. We do it all thanks to Labrokes. You're right around Australia. Good morning to you. If you're listening to us on the SCN Track Radio Network or via Labrokes Live, you're watching us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Brandon is going through some of the messages he gets sent for uh, What a World, a segment he does on his... Congratulations on the podcast, by the oh, way. Into the yeah. top 150 in Australia this week. Yeah, no, it's good stuff, isn't it? You're flying. All right, you ready to get into this? I am. Gold trip, any updates? No, it's still just conjecture. Okay. Still conjecture. Yeah, plenty of conjecture, but I, I have had... I that Josh Jenkins is saying is gospel just yet. Are you a little bit... Are you cooling a little bit, though? I was, I was against him starting... Well, my belief was he wouldn't start until the message came from one of the owners of Campbell Brown and, and the relationship they have. So it definitely has swung back the other way. But prior to this show and knowing that message existed, I would have said he probably won't run. But everyone continues to say that he will run. Gareth Hall is telling me every time I speak to him he will run. It does help a little bit. Mara and Eustace have the only emergency in the race, so they're going to have... Uh, you know, another runner in that race if it isn't that Gold helps. Trip. But uh, the text message that, that Brandon did receive does give me confidence that he's he will be there. Question for you. Really mm -hmm. Off topic question. Oh, here we go. He's got a little smirk. Oh, like no, this is off topic question. We, oh. we sat here Kangaroo a couple Hawk. of Fridays ago and spoke about the Jack Inovan stuff and everything. Obviously, he now is at Hawthorne. Yeah. Question yes or no? Do you think if he doesn't go to Mooney Valley the night before the grand final, that he ends up getting traded to Hawthorne? Yes. Yes. Do you repeat the question? Uh, I, I didn't word it that well. No. If he if he doesn't go to... Oh. I, I think I've changed it again. Yeah. Mm. Do you think if he doesn't go to Mooney Valley the night before the grand final, mm. he remains a Collingwood footballer? I, I think yes. I don't think it was no. the Mooney Valley incident that so, was the no. final straw. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think the final it. straw might have, might yeah. have come. I think grand final celebrations. I think it was the accumulation of things. And I think that Lockie Schultz had been in the works for a little bit. I know that we were surprised by it. But, yeah, I think there was an, they would have kept him. If, it, if, he, if it was in a situation where Jack Ginevan didn't have other clubs kicking the tyres, they would have kept him. And they would have said, mate, you've got to knuckle down. But, yeah, I still think... I don't think Mooney Valley was the straw. As, okay. as, I don't think so either. Said. I love the irony, though. You, you have been very big on this, on Jack Ginevan. And the fact that you got told by Hugh to calm oh, down yes. because he was coming in. And you know what happens? Please. He gets traded. Yeah, so he gets hey, traded. Hey, I believe hey, he asked for the number 30. Hey, I guess he'll probably be <laughs> handing him his first jumper. <laughs>
I met Hugh's dad, Simon, at the races, and yes. he made a beeline for me, and he wanted to check whether you did call him the handsome producer. Oh, so there you go. it was very entertaining. No, no, that was you <laughs> calling him that. Yeah, because you could say, what's gambling really costing you? And you could say, your career at Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> Best bets. Oh, let's get into it. <laughs> the Ladbrokes Spring Breakfast. Best bets. Quinny, you normally have a few, so you can go first. I've got a couple here, and I think I've got a couple that we can make some money around on what does look a good punting that's, program. That's, My that's plan of attack idea. is, I'll continue to talk, mm. we get the cash in the early middle part of the day with some of the fancied runners, then we play for a bit of value later on. I do like that special we put on, both Rift Rocket and Tropical Squall, mm. to run top two. Their race is 2-2 two, two, and 3-1. Best bet on the program, race four, number seven, Dark Halo. So hopefully we've thrown a few darts at the board and shot straight. Then we look for some value in the later part of the program. Race eight, number eight, El Tivo. Race nine, number 14, Akita Sushi. And then we come home with race 10, number 11, Gennady. Lovely. I do like the fact that you're helping the punters make money because that's what the segment's about. Gabby. Well, I'm going back to Brisbane. Had luck there. Nine number six, uh, Sweet Margot May. She's unbeaten first up. She's trialled nicely, loves a track and trip. I think she's a great bet. I've won plenty on her in the past. Caulfield will go to. Now, I did make it inhibitions, my best at Caulfield, race five, number eight. But I did love the run of Coa Volant in that race. I think the 1400's going to suit. So, uh, yeah, after watching the replay again this morning, I was like, maybe I have make, made a mistake there. I think it's going to absolutely love the uh, distance and it's number three. My value is race eight, number seven, cause for concern. I think a few excuses last start. Keen to see him at Caulfield. We get a um, price too for cause for concern. Yeah, too. about th $12, $13. Mm. So, and then General Bow um, was $8 yesterday. Not sure what it is now. It's flying, I thought. 1,000 metres, yes. Track and trip, yes. Thank you. Brown dog. Um, I'm with race six, number one, at uh, Caulfield. A horse called Lofty Strikes. Julia Sandu trains this horse and uh, came out first up last uh, last prep and, and bowled over Uncommon James. Uh, it's got a great first up record. I know it's got to carry the 59 kilos of top weight, but for me, uh, this horse is by far the best horse in the race and there's just shades of Ayrton from last week about it. If he can produce first up, um, puts this field away. I'm not worried at all about spacewalk. Um, mm. I think it just it just wins at 3.30, so I'm very confident. Two plays for me. One of them is spacewalk uh, in that oh, same race. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, you could have... Oh, no. You were sitting there smoking. <laughs> I thought you were agreeing no, with me. No, That's why. No, I think that spacewalk is... I think there's only two horses that can win that of race. Of course. Uh, I, I thought he was really good first up. I think he'll strip fiddle for it. Jake uh, takes a ride. There's a wasp in here. Uh, How's a moth that just flew out of your wallet? <laughs> That's not bad by you. And true. Uh, secondly, uh, I'm a spacewalk, but he won't believe it. So blue illusion. I made it my Godolphin runner best of the day a couple of weeks ago at Flemington. I think didn't enjoy the straight. It's going to be ridden a little colder, I think, in this race. I've got an each-way play because it's currently around the $9 mark. So in the uh, in the first at Randwick, I think Blue Illusion will bounce back. I was really disappointed at, at Flemington. I think it'll bounce back. So Blue Illusion, Spacewalk, but I've got about five in the Caulfield Cup. Does anyone think H2O can win in the last? Uh, the, the South Australian horse that um, Richard and Chantel Jolly have brought over. Yeah, I'll put in, I'm going to put in the quaddy. Yeah. yeah, I just thought at $12, it's, it's overs. Um, it was... Well beaten first up, but that horse then went and um, and ran okay in a in a Group Three um, last week. And I remember Miles Fitzner finding mm -hmm. it at Flemington on the on the last yeah. day down the straight there. 
got a little bit of ability. If the, track, if the track's on and there's and a bit of a leader box, because yeah. it'll, it'll lead, it'll control the race. So I think that and then I got in my that water situation, no, and I started spraying in with water because H2O, get <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, we got it. <laughs> no one laughed, so I just assumed that none of you understood what shocking you it. <laughs> on the Ladbroke Spring Breakfast, Crystal Ball. Yeah, so um, on Melbourne Cup Day of mm -hmm. this year, uh, there's, a, there's a big race called the Big Dance up mm -hmm. in Sydney. Um, it's worth an absolute fortune. And I think Watergoes, um, who's running in the um, in the five diamonds, mm -hmm. or, uh, is, a, is a massive chance. Don't think it can win tomorrow, Watergoes, but I think it'll, it'll get in um, with a relatively good weight. Um, it's a good price, and I think uh, my crystal ball is watch it win the big dance on the first Tuesday of November. Take it away, Gab. Mine's not that exciting, but I think from this weekend for the whole carnival, the Sydney Siders will be making their presence felt. Speaking of J-Mac, Gay and Adrian, James Cummings, the Sydney stable, I think, yeah, we'll be feeling feeling their presence. Yep, and two years ago we saw J-Mac absolutely dominate the Flemington Carnival, so we could see something similar this year. Don't disagree there, Gabby. But my crystal ball, I think a horse called Coleman, who won at Caulfield on Wednesday, a very impressive first starter from the Matt Laurie stable, will be the two-year-old to follow in the autumn and maybe an early pick for the Golden Slipper. Is Ooh. that one of those horses that are named after footballers? No, I don't think so, no. because it's not no. with... The same style. Yeah. But they've just stolen the idea, I think. Yeah. But he's a nice, he's a nice it horse. It was a very nice so win. You back him at $1.40 on Wednesday? I beg your pardon. I took Sorry. two something, which was yeah. a bit shorter after he the scratchings. He eased, didn't he? Oh, no, there was, yeah. Mm. He eased. I like this. He was backed well and then got out and then was backed again. Yeah. So, but it was a very nice win. I was on Aardvark there, and I think over a bit of distance, it's going to be a really nice horse as well. John, John or Cadian Coleman, you think? Cadian. Yeah. Well, the way that he played in the prelim <laughs> into a grand final, I think they named him at half time. <laughs> Not to talk Brisbane Lions and Brisbane Broncos around gaps, you still saw. Uh, a breakup will be the Melbourne Cup favourite after tomorrow's race. I don't think he can win tomorrow. I think the two miles suits him perfectly. And I think he's going to be very hard to beat in the Melbourne Cup. And I think he'll run a bottler tomorrow. There are people who are suggesting, and it is, the form lines are similar to a couple of the Japanese who have come here and won the Caulfield Cup before. I think he's more of a two-mile horse. That's where I think he'll be at his best. But I think he'll run a huge race tomorrow and I think uh, break-up will be the Melbourne Cup fave. I'm not saying he'll start Melbourne Cup fave, but he will be on the back of tomorrow, the Melbourne Cup fave at some He looks point. outstanding as he well. Does. That video they posted, I think Melbourne Racing, I just thought, he's a beast. And he just looks so good. He's really moulding to the environment. To my untrained eye of all the international seen do track work this spring, he's been the most impressive. Mm. And your untrained eyes are even worse than mine because you don't know where your glasses are, so you are really stuffed. Uh, but oh. <laughs> I can't believe he fell for it. Oh, you set it up beautifully. But Ladbrokes, make sure you're Ladbrokes again. We're getting out of here. Enjoy Caulfield Cup Day. <laughs>